This is your host, Scott Singer, and you are now tuned into Biofuels Daily. It is Monday, November 18th. Just like a neutron who walks into a bar and orders a drink, today's top stories are coming to you free of charge. The top three stories I'll be covering today will include biofuels made from algae, Amatis reports third quarter 2019 financial results, and GOP lawmakers urge Trump to support the ethanol industry. For our first story today, Scientists from Synthetic Genomics Inc., also known as SGI, and ExxonMobil have developed a strain of algae that can convert carbon into a record amount of energy-rich fat, 
which can then be processed into biodiesel. While algae using CO2 to generate fat is not new, it's the amount of fat produced by the algae that's noteworthy. Fatty algae make the strain more fit to eventually produce biofuels at an industrial scale. Success in developing algae-based biodiesel at commercial levels will provide a number of tangible benefits. The fuel emits far fewer greenhouse gases than most conventional energy sources, which will help strengthen our ongoing transition to low emission energy resources. And unlike other biofuel feedstocks such as corn, algae production at an industrial scale would not stress food production. Getting to this amount of algae fat production didn't happen overnight. SGI and ExxonMobil began collaborating on this project back in 2009. SGI has long been a leader in using synthetic biology and genomics to create systems that help solve global sustainability challenges. Their work has had lasting impacts on fields like pharmaceuticals, vaccines, and nutritionals. With ExxonMobil, they are tackling sustainable energy through algae. To boost fat production, SGI scientists worked with their counterparts at ExxonMobil as nutritionists of sorts, tweaking the part of the algae genome responsible for the assimilation of nitrogen, which is an essential nutrient. The change is in an alga with about 40% of its mass as fat. That's more than double the fat content of conventional algae. We knew that algae had the potential to be more productive than other biofuel sources like corn and soybeans, and unlike those, they don't require arable land or fresh water, said ExxonMobil scientist Alessandro Faldi. It was a true eureka moment when we knew what we had, said Rob Brown, SGI's senior director and the lead scientist on the algae project. After testing and retesting the breakthrough, ensuring it wasn't just a false positive, a cheer went up in the lab. If you can imagine people doing cartwheels down the hall, that's what it feels like after years of research to move the needle in such a substantial way. However, Faldi and Brown were quick to emphasize that this is only a first step. The ongoing challenges are not lost on the team. Still, Faldi is inspired by this latest breakthrough and sees it as a necessary and positive move in the right direction that will strengthen SGI and ExxonMobil's fruitful collaboration to develop algae-based biofuels at a commercial scale. This step is critical, but it's important to keep our focus down the line to where we need to go, Faldi said. We will need to increase the algae's ability to convert the sun's energy into biomass to further increase fat production and we'll begin testing and engineering more algae grown under various conditions. There's still a long journey ahead of us. Simply put, innovation is a string of successes and this latest breakthrough is an important step towards making algae biodiesels a reality. For our second story today, Amatis, a biofuels company based out of California, recently released their third quarter earnings report which covered the following. So, as of November 14th, 2019, Amatis Inc., also known as AMTX on the NASDAQ, uh, included significant announcements related to the market expansion of its India plant and the operating of new customer segments in India. Third quarter revenues from India operations of $19.6 million a 223% increase from the third quarter of the prior year, a 76% increase from second quarter of 2019, a 34% of consolidated company revenue for the third quarter of 2019, year-to-date revenues from India operations of $36 million, 108% increase from its first three quarters of the prior year, 
24% of consolidated company revenue for the first three quarters of 2019. The Amatis team in India is executing on a rapid increase in production and revenues to meet strong growth in domestic market demand for biofuels in India. The Amatis team in the United States is building dairy digesters to produce renewable natural gas, constructing lower carbon production enhancements for our ethanol plant, and engineering the Amatis Riverbank Advanced Biofuels Plant, stated Eric McAfee, Chairman and CEO of Amatis. These four business units have provided solid revenue growth during 2019 and positioned Amatis as a leading producer of low-carbon, renewable fuels and chemicals that improve air quality, reduce greenhouse gas emissions, expand employment, and reduce dependence on imported crude oil in the United States and India. In addition to four upgrades at the Amatis ethanol plant near Modesto, California, Amatis is completing the first phase of a 50 million renewable natural gas project to collect and upgrade biogas from about a dozen dairies. Amatis continues to advance its ultra-low carbon California cellulosic ethanol biorefinery, which is expected upon completion to add approximately $80 million of high margin revenues, utilizing thousands of tons of waste wood from California's Central Valley. The Amatis cellulosic ethanol biorefinery is expected to produce the state's lowest carbon ethanol fuel and reduce greenhouse gas emissions in the process. Today, Amatis will host earnings review call at 11 a.m. Pacific, and the financial results for the three months ending in September 30, 2019 are as follows. Revenues were $57.4 million for the third quarter of 2019, compared to $44.6 million for the third quarter of 2018, driven by a 222% increase in biodiesel sales volume from 6,000 metric tons to 19.3 thousand metric tons. In addition, quarter-over-quarter quarter volumes for biodiesel grew by 6.8 thousand metric tons, or 54%, from 12.5 thousand metric tons during the second quarter of 2019 and 5.3 thousand metric tons during the first quarter of 2019. Revenues from the India segment were 19.6 million and accounted for 34% of total revenue. North America segment revenues softened by 2%, from 38.6 million during the third quarter of 2018 to 37.8 million during the third quarter of 2019. Gross profit for the third quarter of 2019 rose to 4 million compared to a gross profit of 2.7 million during the third quarter of 2018. India segment accounted for 4.2 million of the reported consolidated gross profits. Selling, general, and administrative expenses were 4.5 million during the third quarter of 2019 compared to 3.9 million during the third quarter of 2018. Operating loss was 0.6 million for the third quarter of 2019 and a reduction from the operating loss of $1.3 million for the third quarter of 2018. Interest expense during the third quarter of 2019, excluding accretion, accretion in connection with preference payments on the Series A preferred units in the Amatis Biogas LLC subsidiary, was $6.3 million compared to $5.4 million during the third quarter of 2018. Additionally, the Amatis Biogas Initiative recognized $589,000 of accretion in connection with preference payments on its preferred stock. Net loss was $7.2 million for the third quarter of 2019, compared to a net loss of $6.6 million for the third quarter of 2018. Cash at the end of the third quarter of 2019 was $0.9 million, compared to $1.2 million at the end of 2018. Third and final story today comes out of Wisconsin, 
with GOP lawmakers urging Trump to support the ethanol industry. Today, a group of Republican state lawmakers representing rural Wisconsin districts say the Trump administration isn't holding up its promise to support the biofuels industry. In a letter sent Monday, the nine legislatures express our deep concerns over the Environmental Protection Agency's continued efforts to undermine this administration's commitment to U.S. biofuels. At issue is the amount of ethanol and other crop-based fuels that must be added to the nation's petroleum supply, known as the Renewable Fuel Standard. A political fight to the knife over ethanol, ethanol is now coming to Wisconsin. The law allows the EPA to issue exemptions if the rules would create a disproportionate economic hardship. The number of exemptions granted by the EPA ballooned under the Trump administration from 7 in 2019, from 7 in 2015 to 35 last year. In August, the agency granted 31 exemptions for the current year, which the Wisconsin lawmakers say is enough to undercut the market for more than half a billion bushels of grain. The administration announced plans in September to make up for the exemptions by increasing the amount of biofuels that other refineries must blend. But an EPA proposal released last month relies on lower estimates, which the lawmakers say undercuts the president's promise. Wisconsin's nine ethanol plants produce more than 585 million gallons a year, making Wisconsin the nation's eighth largest supplier of biofuels, supporting thousands of jobs and farm income. To protect these jobs, it is vital that the EPA uphold your promise to, accurate, to accurately account for biofuel demand lost EPA exemptions, the lawmakers wrote. At least one Wisconsin ethanol plant, Marquise Energy in Neseda, has curtailed production as a result of slumping demand. CEO Mark Marquise said last month he has not laid off any workers, but slowing production meant buying less corn from area farmers. We hope the president will reallocate these gallons that were waived, Marquise said. That's the fix for this. In 2016 in Iowa, he said he'd support farmers and ethanol makers. If he wants the kind of calm this blowback, he needs to just reallocate those gallons back into the pool. Representative Todd Novak, a Republican from Dodgeville, said he's concerned for Badger State ethanol in Monroe. The second largest ethanol plant in the state, it sources most of its corn from farmers around Monroe, and they're feeling the pinch, Novak said. But Novak said he's not sure the issue has cost Trump any votes in a state most agree he will need to carry in order to win re-election in 2020. I've not heard that equation from the farmers I've talked to, he said. With the farm economy, I don't hear a lot of people screaming about him as much as you'd think. Other lawmakers who signed onto the letter included Senator Jerry Petrowski of Marathon and Republicans and Representatives Mark Fels. Kowski of Irma, Tony Kurtz of Wonemach, Jeff Mersa of Krivitz, John Plumer of Lodi, Rob Stashholt of New Richmond, Gary Tokshin of Bonduel, and Travis Trenell of Cuba City. While the EPA does not disclose which refineries receive exemptions, Routers has reported waivers going to facilities owned by oil giants, including ExxonMobil and Chevron. The EPA granted SREs to some of the largest and most profitable oil companies in the world, the lawmakers wrote. As a result, dozens of biofuel plants closed or cut production, just as rural communities face an historic decline in farm income. 
Meanwhile, the American Fuel and Petrochemical Manufacturers says even the lower replacement rate will increase an already onerous biofuel mandate and notes that domestic ethanol consumption is at an all-time high. EPA's proposed RFS adjustments would be a painful affront to U.S. refiners and the manufacturing workers the President promised to support and do nothing to address the real source of what currently ails the biofuel and agricultural industries, which is the trade war with China. Trade Group President Chet Thompson said in response to the administration's announcement last month, these adjustments would be bad for U.S. manufacturing and bad for consumers and certainly not a win-win situation or solution. So, let me know what you thought about today's podcast and send me an email to biofuelsdaily at gmail.com. Lastly, if you could please subscribe to my podcast and leave a rating, it'd be greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening, and remember to always go green.